The text for this evening's message is found in the book of Genesis, the fifth chapter, verses 21 through 24. Genesis 5, verses 21 through 24. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred, sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God. He had such a relationship that one day God just took him to heaven so they could continue to enjoy each other's presence, each other's fellowship. Along with Elijah, Enoch is the only one that we know of that did not see death. However, Elijah is a fiery character who burst on the scene, goes before King Ahab, lets him know that there's not going to be rain or dew except by God's word. He confronts the prophets of Baal, ends up slaying them and calls down fire on the captains of the 50. He's a fiery character. We could see his tremendous faith, but what we have here is simply that Enoch walked with God. When I read this, I am immediately struck by the thought, How did he do it? What did he do that was so special in that walk that God just took him? We really only have seven verses in God's word that give us insight into his life, how he lived, what his relationship was like with God and his fellow man. The four verses here in Genesis let us know that he was 65 years old when his wife gave birth to Methuselah. After that, he continued to walk with God another 300 years and welcome more sons and daughters into their family. So from that we can understand he was a husband, he was a father, he was a grandfather before God took him. He certainly would have had a large extended family. Could you imagine all the aunts and uncles and Nephews and nieces they would have had at that time, living such a a long lifespan. 
but he had tremendous influence upon his family. I think years later, I, I could imagine Noah wanting to talk to his grandpa Methuselah about what his great-grandpa Enoch was like. Why was he such a godly man? Perhaps that's what inspired Noah to be perfect in his generation. So it's evident that Enoch would have had a tremendous influence upon his family as a man of God until one day he was just gone. And we can understand no matter how godly a dearly departed close family member is, it's a a difficult thing to go through. It's never easy when you lose someone very close to you. So this would have been difficult for his loved ones. Maybe they too were like those that were close to Elijah and understood that God was going to take Enoch. They may have had some preparation, but we do not know that. But what we do know is that he lived a godly and holy life before them, and he was close to God. Amos 3, 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Not long after I married Rodika, we were over at her parents' house, and we were in the backyard, and my father-in-law wanted to take me to the back of the property there and show me his garden, so we began to walk back there, and he grabbed my hand and held my hand. I didn't like it. I was not comfortable with that. I didn't say anything at the time. On the way home, I'm sure I let my wife know I was not comfortable with that. And she told me that that was normal in Romania. If you were close to somebody, you'd hold their hand. There was no other connotation to it than just that, that you were close in your friendship. I never did get comfortable with that. But I was always comfortable holding Radhika's hand. With your spouse, you, you love every moment that you have with them. We love going on our drives together. When we have to go somewhere, we enjoy our time together. We actually enjoy walking together. Well, Enoch just enjoyed being with God. He cultivated a close relationship, a deep relationship with God. Hebrews 11.5 lets us know that before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. When I read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, and then verse 6, it kind of reminds me of a, a mathematical equation. 
So I'll read him. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6 goes on to say, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So verse 5 says that Enoch pleased God. Verse 6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So faith pleases God. Enoch pleased God, so Enoch was a man of faith. How would you like that to be said of you, that you pleased God? Well, we can. We too can cultivate a close relationship with God. Abraham believed God, and the Bible says that it was counted to him for righteousness. So Enoch, like everyone after Adam, inherited the sin nature. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. We can assume, like Abel, that Enoch brought to God sacrifices that were acceptable to God. Enoch served God in a world that continued to grow increasingly wicked. And yet, in that, he was able to please him and continue to serve him and continue to draw closer to him. And look where that walk ended for him. That walk also caused God to share things about the future with Enoch. Jude, verses 14 and 15 read, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. This was quoted by Jude. Most scholars believe this is definitely a reference to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Certainly at the time he prophesied it, perhaps some later would have uh, related it to the flood. The flood was another uh, event that the Lord had given Enoch insight on. He named his first son Methuselah, which means when he dies, the emission meaning that when he dies, then the flood will be sent forth. Methuselah was the oldest recorded person living to be 969, and he died the year of the flood. So in ancient Jewish tradition, 
Enoch held a higher position in their tradition than that of Moses or Elijah. I'm sure they had other things that they relayed through the years as they orally transmitted their history. Enoch stayed close to God. One way that you do that is by continually working to align your will to God's will. Now, in a relationship that you have with somebody, you will have those things that you share in common. But perhaps you have certain other interests, and they have certain other interests. Maybe some of those you don't really care for. You have some they don't really care for. And you find yourself maybe meeting them halfway on these things because you value that relationship. But God is perfect. God's will is perfect. God's will for you is perfect. And so often as we pray for something, it's not so much of an answer of what we want. It eventually comes down to us aligning our will to the will of God. And then we're able to get that answer from God. We're then walking close to him. So how did he walk so close to God that one day God took him? Well, we can believe like Abraham that he was justified by faith. It's evident that he believed God. Hebrews 12.14 says, Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. He was translated into the presence of God. And so we can know from that that he was walking a life of holiness. As he continued to walk with God those 300 plus years, he drew closer and closer to God. And really, that's always going to be the case for us. Our, our relationship with God is always going to be relative to holiness and us striving to live a life of holiness before God. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Enoch had that close walk, he walked in the spirit with God. They communed in the spirit. He worshiped in the spirit. And he was led by the spirit. So these are all things that, of course, come into what we need to do in the gospel. Of course, we need to be justified by faith. As we've heard, whether we knew what we were doing or not in the testimonies, we understand at some level that we have grieved God, that our, our sin has separated us from God, and, and we have to have godly sorrow for it. 
I remember getting to that point in my life that, that I, w- I was deeply sorry, sorry for my sins. And when I was finally able to tell that to God in a moment of time, as I just confessed those sins to God, I felt God roll those sins off of my life. I didn't know what to call. I was like Brother Daryl. I did not know what to call any of it. I just knew that God had freed my soul from sin. I instantly knew something had changed. And it took me days to really understand all that God had done for me in that moment. But I wanted to get up and and go tell somebody. So I, I found my brother. I told him, God saved me. When I look back at that, that's where I began my walk. And we have to have that beginning. If you're going to walk with anybody, there's somewhere where it has to start. And it starts at being justified by faith. Faith in God. And God has designed for us something much more than Enoch had. He sent his son not just to die for our sins, but he suffered outside of the gate so that we could be sanctified. Not given the ability to slowly and over time progressively become sanctified. No, God in a moment of time, just like salvation, eradicates the nature of sin within us and gives us the ability then to live a life that's pleasing to God. Why is it pleasing to God? Because it's a life of holiness. It is in line with his very nature. And that gives us then the ability to walk closely with him. We also need to understand we need to walk in the spirit. We live in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. God designed that for us to have so that we can have a testimony that we please God. That testimony that Enoch had was a powerful testimony. Well, God wants us to be filled with his spirit so like Enoch, we can walk in the spirit with God. And the most wonderful thing about that is, like Enoch, we have the possibility that we're going to be translated. And in fact, we believe that can be very soon, very soon. It could be before this night is out that like Enoch and like Elijah, we will not see death. We will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's a wonderful when you think about this verse that Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. You can put your name in there. You can put your name in there and know that If you live a life that's pleasing to God, God someday 
and we believe very soon is going to come for you, we're going to have an opportunity to pray. Every time we have that opportunity, it's also the place where we can draw closer in that walk with the Lord. And we want to do that. We want to take every opportunity to get closer to him. Someday we're going to get to spend all eternity with him, but we can enjoy his presence tonight. The song's 275. Let's come out and pray.